Statistics are the best The barefoot hunter Because you don't need footwear to bet and you don't need footwear to bet, Logical. Uh, welcome back to the Barefoot Punter. I'm your host, as always, The Mug, your co-host, The Logical One. Um, we take our inspiration from The Barefoot Investor, but instead of giving you investment advice, we're here to give you advice on the betting for the 2019 AFL season. And what about the jingle, Logical? We've yeah. now got our own jingle. We're really turning it up. Really turning it up. It's it's good. It's good to have something new. Um but I think more importantly, the Blues. Let's talk about the Blues. Straight into it. Straight into the Blues. How good was that? I think it was one of my favourite wins for the year, not only because I tipped it up, but just because how, you know, backs to the wall. They've been struggling. I'd love, love to see that for their supporters. One of the supporters told me during the during the week after the win, he said at quarter time we had them right where we want them. That's where we like them. <laughs> you know, 20-odd points down early in the game. That's 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 where they've been at their best this year. So, um and to, to come back from that and win the way they did, um, that last bit of play, I think the Casbolt handball, Fisher tap on, and then the Murphy goal. Uh, I know it did kill some totals bets, but uh, it was a great finish to the game. Well, mate, you showed your betting class on the weekend with that one. I mean, on the podcast you spoke about last week, Shane Walters uh, was named because otherwise you're going to have your biggest bet of the year on that particular line. And, uh, and I know you messaged me just before the game saying that you're going to have a bit of head-to-head. And sorry to the listeners, I wasn't able to get that out on Twitter fast enough because I was deeply engrossed in trying to work out what I was doing with my own totals betting. Um, but, uh, but mate, really well done. That was, a, that was a great call on the Blues. Even though we didn't get to pile in as heavy as we would have liked, your read of that situation was first class and hopefully was enough to put off uh, the Frio betters. Even when that line got out to sort of 30 or so, um, you could probably justify it with the Crips and Mackay, um, so we were not interested in that, and hopefully the hopefully the people listening to this podcast stayed away from it. Um, but made a great tip up for, yeah, for all yourself. Yeah, considering a huge win, they've lost Crips, they've lost Mackay, they've lost Kerno early in the game, and they've gone twenty odd points down and come back in and won in the wet. Huge game. Yeah, great victory. Yeah, <clears throat> yeah. Um, what else did we learn? We learned that Gold Coast, their first half specialist. They've done they it did again. again, didn't they? They've done it again. Unbelievable. I think <laughs> I, I messaged you saying Gold Coast are up to their uh, their old tricks. Um, I tell you what, if you if you have access to live betting, get on the Gold Coast at the start of the game, back them at the halftime line, and then just roll all those winnings straight into the full, at the full time line because uh, because there's uh, there's value there. They did it again. I didn't back it myself. Actually, I was uh, sitting at the pub with a couple of lads, and they said, "Oh, what do you want to hear? Barefoot?" And um, I said, "Well." I'm not having a bet, but if I was going to, it would be the halftime line. And yeah. uh, didn't pull the trigger, but uh, they did it again. Um, a great weekend of upsets. Um, Scott started with the Friday, the Thursday night, the GWS Essendon, um, and then the Saturday night, um, two huge upsets. I saw a headline in the paper. This shows you how touch, out of touch the media is with punting. I saw an article on the Sunday morning, I think, saying, was that the biggest upset of the year or... That was the biggest upset of the year. It wasn't even the biggest upset of the night. Because <laughs> <laughs> they're talking about the pies upset. Um, there, there was a bigger price for the dogs to beat Port. And they, you know that is, that's the biggest upset of the year. So it shows you how to touch, how to touch some of the media outlets are. Um, maybe, maybe we need um, we need some more 
gambling information in the mainstream. Logical. Yeah, that, well, <laughs> yeah, that's really going to be uh, welcomed in this current climate. Yeah, no, I think so. Um, but yeah, we're, and we're, then, do, we're doing our best. We're trying to get we're it do, into. <laughs> we're doing our best. <laughs> and, and and so yeah, two great upsets on Saturday night, and then the big upset on the Sunday afternoon. So. Some really out, real big outsiders yeah, on the weekend. Yeah, plus better. And, and in the um, Kangaroos too, well, I think that was a 40-plus, wasn't it? Yes. Yeah, yes. so there's... Uh, so that's the part that could, you could say was one of the biggest upsets in the year, them winning 40-plus. Yep. But there, there were some bigger ones that have won 40-plus earlier in the year as well. Um, speaking of favourites and, and, and pluses and minuses, um, just thought we'd have a bit of a wrap after round 15 and see where we're at. Um, Ham, what percentage of favourites do you think have won this year? Mug? <sighs> Oh, gee. Um, what percentage of favourites? Less than half. Uh, no, shaking your oh, head. Oh, no, you're talking about line betting here. Yeah, lines. No, no, just a percentage of favourites to start with. Um, I don't know. It's 60, 40, 40, 40. 60, 69% of favourites are oh, okay. Which is in line with historically yeah, yeah, about yeah. normal normal yep. seasons. Um and then percentage of favourites that have covered, uh, that's 48%. Yeah. Okay. So that's just slightly 52% of pluses have covered. Yeah. Um, and then totals, um, I think we mentioned this earlier in the year, and it hasn't really corrected itself. For only 42% of totals have gone over for the year. Yeah. And we've had 58% going under. Which is unbelievable when you think about it. When you've got the sharpest minds who sit down every week, I guess their aim is to pretty much try and hit it in the middle. Even with the low totals that have been happening, still haven't been able to to correct to get it back yeah. to. And the to quotes that. have been really low still, but yeah, um, yeah totals well, a few have... games going off on. The, I know there was weather around, but you know going around the one fifties, one forties, and they're yep. still going under. Yeah. Uh, so it was. Uh, yeah. Okay. Good. Um, and then bad beats. Bad beats. Logical. What have you got for us? Well, there's a few this week. Uh, I think the worst would be if you had it back to Frio. In your multi, I think when I, I spoke to someone on the Monday and they said they had a multi going and their last leg was Frio and they've got into a dollar one at quarter time, you know, like just look like they cannot possibly lose. Had the money um, counting. You would have been counting that money. <laughs> Had the money you would have been out. counting that money. So as good as that Carlton win was, if you're on Frio, geez, I feel your pain. Um, I thought uh, a couple of the totals were pretty stiff. Um, the Hawthorne West Coast and the Fremantle Carlton totals, I think both games were wet. I think both games were both looking like they're going to go under at halftime and three-quarter time, and they and there was a flood of goals late in those matches um, that got those totals to go just over. Yep. Um, and then, and then I think the Hawks. I think the Hawks were a bit stiff, um, but they probably got themselves to blame in the first half. But they had themselves. And if you if you're on the Hawks and and that, late in that last quarter, it looked like they would go on to win, and um, yeah, and got rolled late. So. Yeah, it was a bit of a shame that one. And what about, I think you're missing one bad beat there, logical. Um, what about GWS? Yeah, they had a bit of a mare, didn't they? Oh my goodness me, uh, that was uh, that was a bad fun one for us. We'll talk about that in betting review in a moment. And um, one of the lads uh, might have been Kale uh, mentioned me on uh, um, message me on Twitter um, about the Geelong Cats game, uh, the Geelong um, Adelaide game, saying is is that a bad beat? Uh, for the Crows betters, uh, because it looked like they covered there with about, well, it couldn't have been much more than 50 seconds to go, I think. 
back oh, to the yes. middle. Yes. And yes. Uh, and I'd thrown yes. my t- I'd yes. thrown my ticket in the bin. I, yes. I just thought, oh no, that's uh, two nights in a row we're being dudded there. And then uh, Gaza got it done for yeah, us. Yeah, yeah. I think that there was he was on the plus there. That's definitely a bad beat. And and they were good Adelaide. They probably didn't deserve to um, cover that line Geelong. I thought Adelaide played really well. Yeah, I did as well. Yeah, uh, very good, mate. Uh, let's roll into some betting review. How'd you go? Yeah, not too bad. Um, GWS minus or slash head to head there, and the nineteen points up as we were talking about before got rolled um, under in the Port Doggies game. Yes, you did speak about the port, that. The, that forecast got a lot worse than what we expected. That was unbelievable. Yeah, and then the Carlton plus. They were the three that I put up last week. Um, would have been more bullish had Walters not got rubbed out. Um, but um, yeah, not too bad. Excellent, mate. And uh, for me, it was the Oz Giants as well. Um, that market moved a ridiculous amount, really. I mean, I think we were at about 12, 13 points coming to six. No, I think it even got five, yeah. Did it five, yeah. yeah. So uh, missed on that one, unfortunately. So that was, uh, that was a bad one for the mug. Um, but got Geelong and got Brisbane. Put that one out on Twitter. Um, didn't go in all guns blazing, but had a, had a little go on the, uh, on the Brisbane minus area yeah, as well. Good, so, good. so not too bad for us. All righty, are we ready to get into some games, Logical? Let's get stuck in. First game of the round, and we're back to Friday night's opening the round. It's Hawthorne taking on Collingwood at the MCG. The Hawks, outsiders here, $3.10. Collingwood, $1.38. And that line is now 16 and a half logical. And uh, I have to say, I'm a little bit disappointed that that's moved in a couple of points because um, I was starting to like the look of that Hawks line. Um we haven't been great, and there's been a lot of talk about our list and our form and, and everything, but one thing the Hawks have been is pretty competitive in most games, and the Pies, uh, the pies well, have Competitive at the MCG more than anything, I would say. Yeah. Yeah. The, um, we've, lost, um, we've lost four games by 19 points this year, so that line was sort of around about the mark. Um, we've only lost two, the, our two biggest losses for the year. Do you know, our, or even our worst loss for the year, do you know how many points that would be logical? Mm, can't off the top of my head. 36 yeah. points to Richmond. That's yep. our worst defeat of the year. Second, yep. second worst is 23 points against Geelong. And then we've lost four times by 19, yep. okay. uh, which is uh, interesting. Um, out of our last five performances against Collingwood, we've only lost once, and that was by 19 points, funnily enough, as well. So that, uh, that line, I actually think, is potentially a bit high. Started to move down a little bit. Um, the models don't seem to um, rate the pies here massively in this particular spot. Um, I'm thinking I might even try and gap this one, go the Hawks early and then back the Pies back the other way uh, later in the week. But, mate, what are you seeing here? Yeah, um, just on on the gapping um, that you speak about, for our listeners that don't understand there, he's talking about backing the plus at the 16.5 now and then and then getting back and backing the minus um, later on the week, which, say, it got to 13.5, and, and he would have a gap there where he could win on both bets. Um, and outside of that, he would lose a little bit of the juice. Um, I wouldn't recommend that unless the line's going to move more than six and a half, seven and a half. Otherwise, you, there's not really much value in it. You can do the maths on that. But um, yeah, so that's what he's talking about there. Um, my thoughts, uh, it's back at the MCG, which is much better for Collingwood. They have been not, not at the MCG and they struggle at Marvel. But the Hawks are very good at the MCG. Player-wise, you'll get Stratton back. You could get back Wingard and you could get back Roughhead. 
Collingwood will get back do we Elliot. Want, do we want back Wingard and Ruffhead? Oh, I think you want uh, Wingard back. He mm. does add a bit of class. Um, I thought you played pretty well, except for stupidity down back on the weekend. Mm. Um, three, two, three, going up for a spoil, and West Coast just waiting down and strolling in, kicking easy goals. O'Brien really struggled. Um, like you, I think the market will move to the um, to the Hawks, um, and uh, I didn't mind it at the eighteen and a half at the start of the week. Um, probably at the sixteen and a half, I still think it's not a bad bet. Um, pies aren't going well, yep. so I'd be a unit at the plus sixteen and a half here. Yeah, I mean. unit at the plus. Okay, yeah. all right, good. Um, thanks, logical. So there's one straight away uh, on the Hawks. Uh, great stuff. First game Saturday, and we're back at the MCG. Essendon hosting the Sydney Swans. Essendon a dollar sixty, Swans two dollars thirty five, making uh, Essendon a nine and a half point favourite here. Um, Logical, you're going to have to give me a bit of a understanding on this one because I actually uh, feel as though um, Essendon's been overrated a little bit here, and the Swans haven't been going too bad for mine. I actually have got this line a lot closer together than um, than what um, the market is suggesting. Um, Big Tommy Bell is uh, not going to be there, um, who, and he's actually been reasonably important for them, I think. Uh, Essendon had a good win on the weekend, but I don't think their form has been that great. Um, if that market gets beyond two goals, I'm going to have to put one up on the Swans there. Uh, what do you see? Battle of who's got the poorest Ruckman, isn't it? Well, yeah. We love Zach. Yes. We love Zach. Zach comes in for Bell. Um, Zach Clark. Zach Clark. <laughs> Jesus. And, yeah. and, and, Sydney are, and Sydney are going to pinch it with probably Reid and um, Ali Ali. Yep. Which I don't mind that. I don't mind that. Not good for the players. Not good for Reed. He's got injury yeah. concerns, and Ali Ali is really good down back. Um, so in terms of yeah, I don't mind them in the ruck. It's good, but in terms of those players or where they're moving from, not great because Reed's been going up well at four yep. as well. So it takes a bit about away from what they've been doing in, in other positions. So that's what they're just, they're talking about is those two pinch hitting in the ruck. They I'd rather them in the ruck than Zach though. Don't get me wrong. He's he's very very poor, and we saw that last time he he played. Um, like you, um, I don't rate Essendon that highly. Um, and they, Sydney still don't have Buddy, though. Um, and playing at the MCG suits, suits Essendon. Um, this suggests that Essendon are about a three-point better side than Sydney, um, which I don't necessarily think that's the case, but it's probably still not enough for me to have a bet. Um, has moved a little bit towards Essendon so far. Um, if it moved a bit further, I would have a bet, but at the moment, for me, no bet. Yep, okay. Yeah, okay. All right, so the mug's saying there, if that uh, gets out to two goals, interested in the Swans, uh, but for logical at this point, would you be considering having a yeah, bet at the two-goal so. mark? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I think so too, yeah. Okay, no all right, so, so market watch on the Swannies. Yep. Game three, Saturday 2.10, up at Metricon Stadium. The Gold Coast Suns are hosting the Tigers. Uh, Gold Coast, five fifty, and Richmond, $1.15, making the Tigers a 34.5 favourite in enemy territory. Logical, fire away at first crack with this one. Yeah, well, as we know, the, the, the Gold Coast have been playing really well in the first halves, even leading some first halves, um, and then just dropping away massively. On ratings, I have Richmond bigger favourites than what they are. I think I made this about 38. Really? Okay. I made them about 38 point favourites. But in saying that, there's a little bit of weather around. It okay. could be wet. Uh, and also, Richmond don't smash sides. Um, so I take that in consideration, and I'd say no bet for me. 
Um, once again, if you like the Gold Coast, you'd probably back them the first half line. But the one thing with the weather around um, in Gold Coast and high humidity, I'd be on the weather watch for the unders. I think it's 155 and a half at the moment. Um, looks like there's possibly a bit, bit of rain there, and that's probably where I'd be looking to have a bet. Uh, not enough to tip it up, tip it out up this early, this far out. Yep. But at the moment, weather watch for me there on that game. Weather watch and. Um... Uh, and how have the, the Gold Coast games um, have been pretty low scoring on the whole? or Because that 155 potentially isn't such a bad total even without rain. Uh, yeah, it's probably, it's probably a, a still like I think last week they went 144 and the week before there there was like um, 156. So they're not, they're not super high scoring at all. Yeah, no. so maybe a free hit. Uh, with the weather anyway yeah um, okay good good tip up there logical um, I uh, I actually had that I, I, I didn't think they would be as strong a favorite as what they are um, but at the same time um, don't really want to be on either team if I was going to be having a bet a little bit similar to yourself would be the Gold Coast plus at half time yep. just because the Gold Coast are the half time line specialists uh, yep. as we've seen but uh, I'll probably leave that one alone and and be more interested in some totals betting if you if you feel there's a, uh, there's going to be a bit of value there. Yep. Okay. Thanks. Logical. That's good. One of the biggest games of the year, Saturday Twilight in Adelaide, and it's showdown time. Adelaide Crows are hosting Port Adelaide Power Fade. Oh, uh, Adelaide Crows a dollar sixty-five, and the Power Fade are two dollars twenty-five. You'll probably tell I'm not too impressed with the power after last week. Logical, making the Adelaide Crows a seven and a half point favourite. Um, I know we've got some Adelaide listeners, but we do, we do have game a of the year. Come on, rain <laughs> it in. One of the games rain of the in, year. Rain it in. This is one of the ones that the boys look forward to when they see this on the uh, on the schedule at the start of the year. Um, I saw actually something on uh, Twitter today. Logical. Out of all of the interstate um, rivalries, the Derby, the Showdown, the Q Clash, or the Battle, Battle of the, the bridge. bridge, which is your favourite? What do you like the most? Oh, the showdown. The showdown? Yeah. Yeah, I think that's everyone's favourite. And it's a great time slot too. The twilight can really just settle in, have a couple of cans on a Saturday afternoon and uh, watch hopefully what is a good game of footy. Uh, Mate, what do you see here? A lot of players coming back potentially for both sides, uh, which makes it difficult at this time of the week. You'd think Port Adelaide have got an enormous amount of depth. depth Their players are running around the twos. Rocky had 57 disposals <laughs> on the weekend. That's kid stuff, under 12 stuff. <laughs> I think Westhoff had 30 and kicked a, a few goals. Um, I don't think Rockcliffe helps Port Adelaide coming back into their side. Um, Westhoff, I think, does. Um, they're talking probably those two maybe come back in, maybe not Ryder. Um, but then for, for Adelaide, you've got Lynch, Malera, and Alice Yolman, who Which are three, great, great ins. Three very good ins. Great ins. Um, they're talking about your boy going out again, Greenwood. Um, he just can't keep, yeah. keep staying the side. Mm. Um, I thought he was still good last week. Yeah, um, I like him. I think he's good, but... Yeah, so um, I know Port have been with Paul last week, but they were really good the week before against Geelong. Um it's, oh, it's a tough one for me. Adelaide have the home ground, home crowd, which d- does make a little bit of a difference. Yep. I'm sure they are a better side, but I don't think they're a hugely better side. I'd be leaning to Adelaide, but for me, no bet. Oh, geez, I'm surprised to hear that logic. I, I reckon the Adelaide Crows are as good a uh, second team in the competition at the moment. Like, they 
I thought they were pretty good against Geelong. Uh, they obviously beat GWS uh, a couple of weeks ago. Um, Collingwood aren't going great. Um, GWS had a bad slip up on the weekend, and um, West Coast have been a bit flaky as well. So I, I think I think Adelaide are sort of right up with those other teams at, yep. at the moment. Yep. And um, yeah, I'm I'm going to be uh, hard pressed not to have a bet here because. Um, Adelaide's got a really good record in these showdowns as well. Yep. It's their home game. I yep. think they're playing the better footy. Um, power, as as good as they were the week before, they were pretty bad on the weekend. And um, and the other thing, Adelaide got them earlier on the year by twenty points. Twenty points earlier in the year, yep. and uh, and they get those good players back. I really yep. like. I think Ellis Yolman's having a, probably his best year ever. Yep. Um, Lynch is a good player, as we know, and uh, Malera's going. I love, love what Malera's doing. Yeah, yeah. so. I'm. Uh, I think I'm going to have to put one up. Logical. Um, yeah. Well, I'm like, you know, I really can't can't disagree with you there. So. Um, yep. Okay. Yeah. So um, the mugs putting one up there for the Adelaide. Might probably. I would like to get on the head to head, but that price probably isn't big enough for me right now. I haven't checked Betfair or anything like that. And just so you know, these prices are coming to you courtesy of Bet Three Six Five this evening. Um, the mug sitting down with the logical one. The logical is our 15 out of 15 year winner. 13 out of the, uh, 15, 13 out of those 15 years, it was 10% or greater than 10% return on investment. Um, each week, the conversation is raw. We uh, don't talk about our tip-ups um, or um, what we fancy before we come into this conversation. So we're talking about our leans for the first time. So hopefully uh, you guys can get two different opinions. Uh, the uh, professional better and uh, the man in the stands, the mug the mug punter. Um, so, uh, so there it is, the mug's putting one up for Adelaide. Saturday night at Marvel Stadium, the Dogs are hosting the Cats. Dogs, $3.60, Geelong are $1.30, making the Cats 23.5 point favourite here, logical. The Dogs were really brave over in the wet conditions in Port, uh, really... Uh, just beat them at old school wet weather footy over there, I think, uh, on the weekend. And the Cats did what they needed to do against the Crows. I uh, thought they were pretty good. What do you make of this one? Dogs, the Dogs are playing pretty good footy. Um, and uh, I'd be pretty keen on them, but except it worries me that Caleb Daniel's not going to play. I think he's pretty... Good distributor. Especially yep. at Marvel. He's very, very key for them because they, they like to get the ball in his hands. He's, he doesn't make very many mistakes with ball in hand. Um, and he's been getting a lot of the footy. Uh the, uh, the other side, um, Geelong probably get Gary Rowan back, um, but Danger, there's a slight um, question mark on his fitness. So for me, it's hard to bet without knowing that. The other important part there is that, um, and Kelly's, Kelly's just playing amazing. I think I tipped up Dangerfield earlier in the year for the Brownlow, and the way I'm seeing it now, I, I, I find it hard that Danger's going to win that Brownlow the way that Kelly's playing the votes that Kelly's been getting and the percentage of Geelong's votes he looks like getting going forward. Um, I think I've got uh, Kelly uh, three or four votes clear at the moment on top of the Brownlow. Wow. Okay. It would be an amazing story if he did win the Brownlow. Um, but but in saying all that, I was discussing, for me, no bet at the moment on this match. No bet at the moment. Okay, I, I think this line looks a little bit high. 23 and a half, dogs at home at Marvel Stadium. Geelong don't go there a, a lot. And uh, they have had their troubles there in the past. I think I only just cleared that line against North Melbourne earlier in the year when North weren't going great. It was a pretty similar line, if I'm not mistaken. Um, so they, they don't go great there at Marvel. But at the same time, I, I think I probably just need to respect the market here a little bit and uh, and stay away from this one. So 
can't see myself uh, having a bet. Um, what type of game are we going to see here, Logical? Is it going to be the Cats uh, controlling the game between the arcs, mark and kick and low scoring, uh, or the Dogs are uh, going to get on their bike the dogs, and zig, dogs, zigzag dogs are the game? Mate, if funny team. They, they have become one of the highest scoring teams in the comp this year, but at other times they just cannot score. Their forward line is dysfunctional, and there's, they kick a lot of behinds. So, yeah, um, Geelong with a very good back, back line, uh, and those issues that dogs have, I, I wouldn't think it's going to be too high scoring. Yeah, so it could be a, um, a bit of a contrasting style. The dog's trying to zip it around. The cat's trying to clag it up. And, uh, yeah, like you say, maybe the dogs are going to struggle to score under that um, fantastic back line the, of the, the, the cats. The dogs did quite well down in Geelong earlier this year. Um, I think Geelong ended up covering that line. But the dogs were in that game till late. Yeah, um, they were. They really surprised me that day. And that was a pretty fast scoring game too, yeah. that one. Maybe on yeah. the, um, I don't know if the ground size plays much into it there. But um, but yeah, I think we're saying no betting anyway. No bet. No betting. Second game on Saturday night and it's derby time. Over in the West, Fremantle are hosting the West Coast Eagles. Fremantle Dockers $3.20 and the West Coast Eagles $1.36 making the West Coast here 19 and a half points. Logical, can you see some flat tracking about to occur here? They have been very flat track of late at home. Um, it is a Fremantle home ground, uh, a home home match, which does help them a little bit with that flat tracking. And I think you said uh, earlier in the year when we are talking about showdown, I think it's about three points potentially favouritism towards the home team in these. Yeah, two to three. Two yeah. to three, yep. yep. Um, and as I spoke about last week, Frio have been struggling with ruck issues. Darcy's not up to it. He can't run out games. That was proven again on the weekend. Um, I think the last couple of matches they've played has really cost them. Um, there's talk of Sandy and Lobb coming back for this game. Jesus, that'd be a bit top-heavy, wouldn't it? It would be. And I don't think Sandy's even an advantage for... I mean, he'd probably be better than Darcy, but he can be a big liability. Uh, people seem to love Sandy, but I just think he... Apart from his tap work... He's a liability around the ground. The I'm game's sure, changed a bit, hasn't it, in the last five years? Yeah. I know, and Lob would help, but if they play Lob down forward and Sandy in the ruck, I, you know, Nick Nat, um, you know, and so I'm just top of, top of my head, who's the backup ruckman there um, at West Vardy. Coast? Vardy. Vardy, um, No, the other lad from St Kilda. Um, it'll come to us. Yeah, anyhow, they, 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 will, they will touch up Sandy if he does play in the ruck. And Freo have been having, you know, dropping off of late. Um, that said, I don't know where I can pull the trigger in a derby on West Coast minus when it's a Fremantle home game, but I couldn't be on Freo. Couldn't be on Freo, okay. Yeah. So avoid them at, at all cost. Um, I actually didn't have this game as lined as high, high as it is. Uh, so maybe that market does come in a little bit logically. Can you see any movement there yeah. or you think that's going to be about it? Yeah, no, I think that's going to be about it. Um, I don't see it coming in coming in a whole lot. Oh, yeah, no, maybe, maybe a little bit. Yeah, um, okay. Uh, the other thing is West Coast, they get McGovern back, which is a which is a great in for them. Big um, in. And they're enormous late. Shuey was huge against Hawthorne in the last quarter last week. Yeah, I know you watched the West Coast pretty closely on the weekend. Um, what about, uh, did Carlton and Young Silvani lay down a bit of a blueprint um, with regards to Fife? Because I don't think many teams actually do actually try and stop him. Yep. I wouldn't say that Silvani you know, shut him out of the game or anything like that, but it probably did curb his influence a little bit. Is that yep. the new blueprint moving forward to actually 
put someone on Fife and actually go, you know what, we're going to try and stop you. Yeah, well, it's an interesting one. Like, look, look like the week before, uh, Kelly copped the tag um, against Port, um, and I think looked like everyone thought, oh, he's going to struggle the next week against Adelaide. Um, he came out and got best on ground. I don't know, did he cop the tag in that game? No, I don't think anyone went near it. Yeah. No. Um, so sometimes you think that, and then the week after they just... Let they just run. don't do it. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So um, I would think that that would be a prudent... West Coast have got so many good players around the ground, and Fremantle have got not as many, so I, I think it would be worthwhile to take their best player out. But, yep. uh, but you know, we're not coaches. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, for me... Um, I want to be on the West Coast here, but I do think that line is a little bit too high, so I can't get involved on the coasters there. If we if that gets a bit of movement, then yeah, you uh, could, that could you might be right. You could get a bit of movement towards uh, towards Freo. If we get uh, get around that uh, sort of fifteen mark, uh, I'd, I'd be starting to look at it, but probably not at the at the current price. First game up on Sunday, and we're back at the MCG. The Carlton Blues, the resurgent Blues, are taking on the Melbourne Demons. Blue Baggers are $3.10, and the Demons $1.38, making the Demons an 18.5 point... No, have I got that right? 18.5 point favourite, logical. That can't be right. Uh, the Melbourne Demons against the Resurgent Blues, 18.5 points. I I cannot believe my eyes with this particular line. And Talk to me, mate. What are you seeing here? Well, I think it will move to Carlton, um, firstly. But the thing that worries me is there's a lot of unknowns at this stage of the week. Uh, Mackay's probably not going to play. Cripps, we're not sure. Kerno's not going to play. Um I, that's just, that's a lot of outs for Carlton, uh, and I, they do go better at the MCG. But because of those unknowns of who's going to play and slash how they go without those players, for me, I don't see a bet on the match betting. But the one thing there is there's going to be rain on the Saturday, and I think the the total is one fifty nine and a half. Free hit, even if that forecast does fine up, I don't think it's a bad bet. But you can back that unders now. Um, I think uh, what, 365 and some other companies are up with that. Um, for me, I'll be just backing the under points there and and then maybe think about backing Carlton if you see the teams later on. Yeah, okay. Um, you can't make a case there for Carlton based on the fact they effectively played without those players on the weekend and still performed okay, or, or you think Fremantle were really bad? Or, oh, I or, think or... it's it's not just that simple. you still got that Carlton side. You take those three players out and on average, they're not going to play that well. They did play really well on the weekend, but like you know, if you said two weeks ago, okay, you got Melbourne versus Carlton, and they've got no Kerno, no Cripps, and no no uh, Mackay. Yeah, you, you wouldn't be that. You keen wouldn't. On you it. wouldn't be keen on it. Yeah, and yeah. so at this, I couldn't. No, I couldn't back them. Yeah. Well, maybe Cripps plays, then you could, and it could be a, a bet. But for me, I'm nothing at this stage. Yeah. I uh, I haven't got written down a bet for me at this point in time, even though I do think that that line looks uh, way too high um, for, for Melbourne there. I, I just think, how could you... Melbourne have been shocking. That game style that they played on, the I don't know what the hell that was. That was like some sort of basketball hybrid game they were playing. They didn't want no contact. It was just free-flowing. Skills were terrible. Handballing the ball over their shoulders. Whatever you wanted. Like, they were just... Horrendous, but um, um, I think the other unknown we haven't spoken about is too Max Gorn. His fitness, I think he does play, but 
you know. He might be a bit sore. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, so probably leave this uh, game alone, but um, but like Logical says, there's uh, potentially some betting to be had on the uh, total under points, points under. Yeah, yeah. yeah. okay. I'm putting up a unit on the under. Okay, there. fantastic. That's yeah. great for the listeners. Thanks, Logical. Sunday afternoon, and we're traveling down to Hobart, where North Melbourne are hosting the Saints. The Kangaroos, the resurgent Kangaroos, are $1.28, and the Saints are a lowly $3.75, making the Kangas here 25 and a half point favorite. What do you see in this one, Logical? It is good to see the Kangas back. Uh, ben Cunningham flying. Uh, I love him as a player. It's hard not to. He's got those fend-offs flying. He's playing. He's getting a lot of the ball. Um, thing stands out for me here. So the Kangas are 24 and a half point favorites, which I'm not saying is wrong down in Hobart, but against St Kilda. But the Tigers were only 18 or 19 point favourites against St Kilda last week. I know it was at Eddie Had, but still, I don't think I'd rather be on... Uh, who would you rather be on? The Tigers at the start of 18.5 versus St Kilda or the Kangas at 24.5 in Hobart. Yeah. I'd rather be on the Tigers minus. I know that's in reflection now, but still, to me, that doesn't quite make sense. At, at the same time, I... I don't think um, St Kilda at the plus is a bet. I think the price is about right. I think it was wrong last week at the, at, at the jump. Um, and for me, no bet. I think St Kilda are struggling, um, but I don't think the, the Kangas are an amazing side. So. And you're happy to see North Melbourne doing well, Logical. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not in your camp there. I I, uh, I like to see North Melbourne doing quite poorly, to be honest. <laughs> uh, it's a Has little... that got anything to do with the obnoxious <laughs> that one? That has a lot to do with the obnoxious <laughs> one. It was a, uh, uh, a rabid uh, North Melbourne supporter, and uh, it's always good to see them not doing so good for that reason. Yeah. Um, uh, mate, I had exactly the same thing. I, I, I just think the market is pretty solid here. Um that's uh, I, I made it around at about that 24 mark. Uh, the models sit all fairly similar. The market's 25 and a half. A uh, bit of a big line to be betting on anyway from a favourite point of view. And yeah, I, I don't have a lot of interest in this one. And uh, probably can't see myself watching the game either, to be honest. <laughs> North, North Melbourne versus St Kilda down in Hobart not, not a on a game. Sunday afternoon. It's, uh, uh, it's saying like even when you think about that 24 and a half, we both say that's about right. Sometimes you might look at, say, St Kilda head-to-head, um, three seventy-five. They might get to four dollars on Betfair. That's saying they win twenty-five percent of the time. But even, even in this situation, I can't see wanting to be on St Kilda head-to-head, thinking they win more than that, more than twenty-five percent of the time. Well, Feels about right. They're not so. going great, and I think um, that was probably their emotional um, game last week. They looked up and about early. I think um, they got out to, what, three goals to nil. I thought, oh, gee, here we go. Saints are up and about. They're up for the fight today. And I don't think they were terrible, um, but Richmond's class probably wore them down in the end and uh, some great performances by Stack and so forth. But uh, Yeah, and just for some of our new listeners talking about that 25% chance, uh, when the odds are $4, the way to calculate the percentage chance is it's just one divided by the odds. So one divided by four, and that suggests that there are 25% chance to win that match. And if you've got someone at even money, one divided by two, that's suggesting they're 50%. 50%. Yep. So if you think those percentage chances are greater than what the odds suggest, then that's when you have a view or an, an, an edge to bet. Yeah. Okay. Good, uh, good little insight there for the listeners.
Last game of the round, and it's the Giants hosting the Brisbane Lions up at Giants Stadium. So they get to play back at home for the first time in five weeks, the Giants. They'll be glad to get back there. They're $1.36 versus the Lions, $3.20, making them a 19.5 point favorite. My initial reaction here, Logical, was to think that that line was potentially a little bit too high. Um, But at the same time, I couldn't be on... um, Brisbane, the way they played on the weekend, they were they got the win comfortably against Melbourne, but um, didn't like the way. They oh, played. gee, some of that footy that was like turnout. It was only that Melbourne were twice as bad as Brisbane yeah. that they were able to win so easily. Yeah, yeah. Um, I didn't really like what I saw with Brizzy, and uh, if the Giants actually can uh, can come out and actually show a bit, that they might be able to tap. Uh, one thing Giants are pretty good at is holding the footy. They got pretty clean use. Um, so if Brisbane want to turn that footy over, the Giants could really chop them up, I think. Um, but that line at 19 is probably a little bit too much for me. Um, I can't see it moving any lower, but uh, but yeah, I'm probably going to have to stay out of that one. Yourself, logical. Yeah, I thought the market was spot on. That's about where I would have marked okay. it. Um, Brisbane are going well. They're 9-5. and five. They're the same as GDRS, uh, wins and losses. Um, really surprised me this year, and they've continued to play. I thought they'd drop away. But GWS, we saw them last week. They were okay. They weren't. They weren't on fire. This Jeremy Cameron's sort of not quite finding it down forward. Tommy Green's not as good as he was last year. But they get Lockie Whitfield back, who will be a big help. Is that happening? Is it? Yeah. Okay. Good. I've yeah. actually I've got him in my Super Coach team, so okay. I'm happy about that. Yeah. So he'll he'll help them. Um, so that said, uh, for this, unless the market moves drastically, I won't be having a bet. At these these odds, so yeah. Um, and could you anticipate any movement one way or the other there? No, I don't. No, I think it's pretty it's pretty. I it if it which way it goes, I'm not sure. Yeah. So. Okay. Um, all right, mate. Well, that con- that concludes the uh, wrap up of the rounds. We better just inform the listeners there with our uh, betting review. So, where is your money going this this weekend? Yeah, for me, I was on the Hawks plus sixteen and a half. Market watch Swans if that moves out a couple more points. Unders in the Gold Coast Richmond and unders in the Carlton Melbourne game. Yeah, okay. So some great unders tip-ups there for the listeners. Uh, Logical, thank you for that. Um, For myself, um, it was the Swans market watch, uh, just to see if they can get out to two goals. Adelaide Crows, I'm, I'm putting that one up there. I like yep. the Crows. Don't um, disagree. That's that's not quite enough for bet for me, but I'm leaning that way. So. Yep, and uh, market watch there on the Eagles. If for whatever reason we could get a couple more points back there the other way, it's uh, go time on the Eagles. All right, mate. Well, that, uh, that wraps us up for another week. Uh, again, thanks to all the listeners for... Um, uh, their listenership up to 200, uh, 217 listens this week, Logical. So that was our, our uh, best one for the year. So That's thank great. you thank you to all the loyal listeners for uh, for tuning in. Thanks to the guys getting involved on Twitter and especially the guys that have retweeted out. I know Nath over there in uh, in South Australia has, has retweeted us at different times. Um, AFL Model has retweeted us. Mug Punter uh, retweeted us today as well. So thank you for that. And there's Who's probably the bigger mug? <laughs> well, yeah, Mug Punter. Let's not get confused. <laughs> with uh with who the who the real mug is um but um but thanks guys for retweeting we we really appreciate that and if if your buddies aren't onto us yet please uh send them the link or uh or, or let them know about us for sure but uh until next week logical gamble responsibly but more importantly gamble to win Don't need food